Ladies and gentlemen, we have a You Killed It First. We have have actually produced the show. We actually had, dare I say, a 30-minute conversation about what we're going to talk about. We (laughs) actually have some structure. We have a plan. This is History of the Making People. I'm John Shidley Hill. Now I'm nervous that we're just gonna I'm just gonna like mess it all up. <laughs> I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast talking about the challenge. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna start off with a simple question. Sheldon, how was your weekend? You know what's funny, John? You know, sometimes you just wake up in the morning and all of a sudden your your mentions are just kind of going. And sometimes you'll know that it's because of something that you've you've done or tweeted or, you know, did the raps make a trade or something going on? And no, none of that happened. So I was like, wait, what's going on? And I looked at my mentions and I saw that a cast member of the challenge decided that she wanted to add us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Right. Michelle. Wow. Michelle was not very happy with us. And our last episode of the podcast. And I will say some background. Mm -hmm. This is not the first time a cast member of the challenge has been unhappy with us. It happens. Here's the thing, right? Like we come on here and I think our longtime listeners understand this. We come on, we do this for fun. This is jokes, right? This is two friends who enjoy a television show and enjoy talking about said television show and enjoy the community that we have that also enjoys said television show. And we congregate each and every week to discuss what's going on on said television show and add in jokes along the way about other random Canadian facts and whatever else peaks our mind from week to week. Now, in terms of the show, like it's not that serious. It's a reality show, right? Like we're, it's all here. It's all jokes, but same time you know i understand some people you know it it becomes a little more serious right i understand you're talking about real people and sometimes people might not like what you have to say but at the same time who wants to listen to a pod where you just like everybody like that doesn't seem authentic to me right i'm not saying and i don't think that we crush people other than josh but like i don't think that we actively like just crush people for no reason and like are even malicious in things that we say about people i think it's all just like within fun and literally our conversation last week was about being on team laurel do you know what i mean like it wasn't even that big of a deal in terms of being like oh michelle sucks she's the worst or whatever i also have to point out in the past it was a a couple years ago but we once got lit up on First of all, agreeing with each other too much and <laughs> being too nice. Oh, like people have also criticized us for being like, oh, you never say anything bad about anyone. So like it goes to show you can't please everyone. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're three minutes into this and I just realized there's probably people listening to this right now that have no idea what we're talking about. Well, fill them in. So we should, we should explain. Let's, let's start here. Okay. Start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. Right. So obviously this is, you know, you killed it pod as mentioned, this is what episode 21, which is the second reunion episode of the challenge rider dies. You killed it. Episode 247. on last week's episode. Um, we were recapping what happened in part one of the reunion of the challenge rider dies. And, we spent some time discussing 
uh, one of the clips, which I will play right now just for context so that everyone knows uh, or understands that we are on the same page here. And, uh, you know, we're doing this live. So, I mean, hey, if it doesn't happen like perfectly, then get mad at someone else because, you know, unpolished, unapologetic, right? This is what we say all the time on this pod. So deal with it, people. But we will play this clip from last week, the first um, episode of the reunion. We'll play this clip right now, okay? Um, what was the question I yeah. forgot? <laughs> <laughs> and Michelle thought it was about her. No, that's the, not what I was saying. That's not what I was saying at all, Laurel. What I was saying was that you had other going on that gave an energy around the house. Then you warmed up to other people. You never re-warmed up to me. And maybe that's a perception, but perception is reality, right? You put things up in your head and they're not real. I don't want to have a conversation with you out there. You because there's receipts, Laurel. Laurel, there are receipts. You're afraid of them. No, you said that you disagreed. You said that when you're terrified of me, I'm sorry, this is hilarious. Do I seem terrified right now? No, I'm not scared of you. I'm not scared of you. I think you know what? And you won't admit it, and that's why I don't like you. You did say that you had switched your energy up on me, so it wasn't in my head. Okay, so that's where that starts. And again, that is from last week's reunion episode, right? Laurel versus Michelle. And we had the discussion on our podcast about how, you know, this, I think the question was s simple as, are you team Laurel or team Michelle? And we discussed that we were team Laurel, right? We just, Laurel for as flawed as she is, for as rude as she is, for as, you know, in your face as she is, she owns it. Right. And yeah. I feel, and we talked about this last week. We thought that Michelle just kind of like tap dances around and then kind of plays the victim and this, that, and the third. I don't think we, I didn't think we said anything too reckless or too bad or whatever. And then to my point, I wake up the next morning. <laughs> right. And as I wake up the next morning, as now, obviously, as I'm trying to find the tweet, obviously, now I've messed that up. And, you know, unpolished, unapologetic as we keep rolling here on this pod. But here's what happens next, okay? Wake up the next morning and magically, John, there's a tweet. And the tweet is from, I guess we'll start here. It's from longtime listener, Trina. And Trina says, my fave challenge pod, but at J Chidley Hill at Shell Alexander being team Laurel when she acted like a child at the reunion makes me sad. Michelle was chaotic entertainment. So I want her back, but I can do without more Jay. Okay, cool. Shouts to Trina always writing in, giving her comments on the pod. We appreciate that. Harmless. We're allowed to disagree, right? John, the people can and, disagree with us. And also Trina, I think like, she wasn't hating on us. She's not saying that she's going to stop listening to the podcast. Nope. She, we also like are in agreement. We also don't want Jay back. <laughs> right. Like there's common ground here. Yeah. And like, I think Trina also acknowledges that Michelle brings a certain chaotic energy, which can be entertaining. And like I, the Michelle plot lines, if you will, of the season were entertaining. Like Michelle and Jay for like four or five episodes 
were the straw that stirred the drink of the show. Mm-hmm. And so for the people who might be listening to this pod, we're reading tweets, we're playing clips, but there's also a video element to this where we are showing said tweets, the showing the video evidence of all of this that we're talking about. And of course, if you happen to be watching on YouTube or Twitch, bless with the like, bless with the share. You know, we're adding a visual element to all this to kind of liven up this conversation. But we mentioned Trina's tweet. Cool. No problem. Trina tweets us every once in a while. Let's know what's going on. But here's the thing, because right below Trina's tweet, there's a blue check mark, and it's from Michelle Fitzgerald. Yes, and it says, it's adding all of us, Trina, John, and myself, and it says, spent half the episode talking about how much I suck with a crying, laughing emoji and a trash can. Time to find a new favorite podcast, honey. Michelle off the top ropes. Like, I felt like, whoa, what just happened here? Trina wasn't coming at us. I didn't even think we were coming at Michelle. But Michelle, now, first off, did we spend half the episode talking about her? No. No. So that is not true. Also, I don't think we spent that much time talking about how much she sucked. I thought we were more bigging up Laurel, but hey, we'll leave that to other people. You can have your own opinions. Cool. I mean, We clearly weren't fans of Michelle, but again, that's okay. Time to find a new favorite podcast. Why are you trying to turn people off of the pod, Michelle? I don't know. But anyways, I messaged John right away. Full disclosure. I messaged John and I messaged our guy LT. (laughs) And I was like, I just, I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to be honest. If I'm nothing, if I'm nothing but honest, I'm Sheldon Alexander. I said to you guys, I'm like, I'm going to respond to this. And I'm going to try to like, just not be super petty, but I'm also like, there's part of me that just wants to crush her. Cause like, what are you, do- what are you doing right now? But I said, you know what? I'm not going to be mean. I'm going to try not to be mean to her. I'm just going to try to come up with a clever way to respond. Right. And so what I thought I was doing, what I did was I decided to respond to Michelle's tweet and I was going to quote tweet it. And here's what I decided to say to our friend, Michelle. Okay. I thought, John, that this was, you know, appropriate. And if you remember back to the clip that we played for you earlier, some of this might sound familiar. So what I tweeted was, this hurts, but I get it. You had other shit going on that gave an energy at the reunion. Then you warmed up to other pods and you never rewarmed up to our pod. And maybe that's perception, but perception is reality, right? You cook things up in your head and they're not real. That's it. That's all I said to Michelle. So I, I thought, okay. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to cut in here mm-hmm. just from my perspective on what's going on. Okay. First of all, I thought this was hilarious because like, obviously you're just paraphrasing Michelle back at her about what she said to Laurel. Correct. I, I thought that was very funny. I laughed when I read it. But the other thing, and like, I, I mean, perception is reality, but like something that I think people don't understand about our dynamic, you and I, mm-hmm. is that in my opinion, and you can disagree, you're the nicer of the two of us. <laughs> and I am certainly the more hot-headed. Okay. Like, I'm... I think I'm pretty funny. I'm pretty optimistic. I'm pretty outgoing. I'm 
generally pretty kind, mm -hmm. but I think I have a worse temper than you. Like I go zero to a hundred much faster than you do. Typically you typically are the voice of reason between the two of us. But this Friday morning at 1130, <laughs> I was driving a car because I was going up North glamping for the weekend Ooh. And in preparation for that in, in preparation for glamorous camping and getting away from the hectic lifestyle, I had deleted Twitter from my phone oh. before Trina's tweet. Oh. <laughs> so my window into this world was just you, Sheldon. And it also meant that it saved us from my very reactionary temper <laughs> because I had no immediate way of weighing into the fray. I wouldn't have consulted you. I wouldn't have consulted LT. I would have just fucking shot from the hip. So just, just from my perspective, mm -hmm. it was kind of fortunate, the timing, just for me personally, just for the John Chidley Hill brand. Yeah. I was, I was out of commission from this whole thing, which is why I never replied. Because by the time I got back in the city, it was in a place to tweet. I'm like, Sheldon said enough. I've well, pulled off. I don't need to weigh in on this. I had thoughts that I was going to tweet, but because I'd already like committed to this action, my my gun, my proverbial gun remained holstered while you went out there for the team. So a couple things, right? Like one, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you and I appreciate LT because you guys both allowed me to have a moment of thought. Right. Because my initial reaction is like, was just to go at her. And then I realized like, really, it's not that serious. It's the internet. It's Twitter. Like, this is silly. Um, like what, what is happening here? Right. Like this isn't that serious. So instead I was like, okay, I need to respond to her, but I want to be funny. I want it to be tongue in cheek, but I realized after and like two things I'm all about. So we talk a little bit about what we do for a living here, right? What I used to do a lot is I used to write um, like the opening headlines or the coming ups for um, our nightly sports shows here in Canada. And one of the things that I used to love doing was trying to just fit in Jay-Z lyrics into <laughs> whatever we were doing <laughs> for no reason at all, other than for the amusement of me and maybe like the, 10% of people at home that would understand, you know, Derek Jeter coming up. He made the Yankee hat more famous than any Yankee did. Derek Jeter and the Yankees take on whatever, whatever. The 10% of people at home that are like, or 1% of people at home that are like, oh, hey, I see what you did there. That's what I live for. So with this, I knew that this was going to go over a bunch of people's heads, but I didn't really think about the people who had no idea. Like there's a bunch of people that follow me for the Raptors. Right. So they were going to read this tweet and have literally no idea who Michelle is, what we're talking about, but me just saying this hurts, but I get it. And them thinking that this is somewhat real. So I didn't think of any of that. Right. And I just kind of let it go without an explanation, which was also just like maybe a misstep on my part, but also I didn't really care. Like I thought it was just hilarious. And I, again, it's hard to interrupt, but just, Again, showing like how reactive a person I am and how hard a time I have seen the consequences of my action. <clears throat> None of what you said had occurred to me until a week later. 
Like until you <laughs> said it, it hadn't even occurred to me that there'd be people following you and I that have no idea the context of this. Like that's how reactionary I am. So once mm-hmm. again, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I thought about it like, you know, because I don't know what's the next tweet on my timeline, but it's probably like, what a play by Pascal Siakam or something <laughs> like that, right? So imagine those people following me and they're like, wait, hold on. What is he talking about? Is he arguing with this? Like, who's Michelle? Is that like an ex? Like, is this some like relationship thing? This hurts, but I get it. You had other things going on. Like, it's just so funny to think about it out of context. But anyways, my point remains, the people that got it, I expect the people that watch the show, I expected them to get it and at least like have a chuckle, not find it the best. I'm not some comedy writer, but at least have a chuckle. And instead what ended up happening was Michelle decided to respond. Right. And do I have it up here somewhere? Did I send it to myself? Yeah, I do have it here. Um, Michelle decided to respond and what Michelle responded with which I find very funny as well, is that Michelle decided that what her move was going to be was she responded with this. She said simply, ha, 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 aw, LMK, which let me know. Let me know when you get an original thought slash opinion and I will tune back in with a winking emoji. Then, as you can see at the bottom here, I mean, again, I'm explaining what's going on for our audio listeners or video listeners can see it, but you can see at the bottom, it says this tweet has been deleted because Michelle eventually deleted the tweet. And that was when it clicked to me. I was like, oh, maybe she didn't get it. Like she didn't like, is that, is that true? Is, is, do you think that's a possibility that there's a world that she didn't get that I was just like joking and like rehashing exactly what she said? Do you think that she got it? Uh, she may not have gotten it. And then what I twigged me to this was that then she'll tune back in. I guess Michelle has been listening to us. I mean, I didn't believe that. LT brought that up to me, and I was like, I don't think I believe that Michelle listens to our pod. And not because, you know, I feel like, you know, we got some challenge peeps that listen to the pod that I'm not going to mention right now for a lot of different reasons. But I'll say this, you know, there, I feel like there were times where if we were mean to Michelle or said something bad about Michelle, that this would have come out before, right? Yeah. Like when the actual stuff was going on with Jay, it's not like we were we were saying like the best things or polite things then, right? We were just talking about how bad the gameplay was, and we had been consistently critical of Jay and Michelle. Yeah, bad gameplay. Nothing wrong with that. It's just the facts. And I should also point out that some of our favorites, like people we consistently like, we've also criticized their gameplay. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Gameplay is gameplay. So Michelle deletes a tweet, and I am just enjoying all of this because I'm like, whoa, she actually responded. But then when she deleted the tweet, I was like, wait, why did she delete it? Like, I didn't really understand why she deleted it. And there's been no real correspondence since. And I liked that tweet. I liked her other tweet. You know, I posted the pod. She liked the the pod post. And so I'm having fun with this. And then I decided to post it in like to peek behind the curtain. You know, you have a podcast, you share the podcast on socials. I, I don't really, I know we don't really like post the pod on Twitter, really kind of sometimes post it on Instagram stories, but Again, part of the reason why we do the pod isn't 
to like grow the audience and like build the audience and like share and all that. Like we know that we have different people that follow us for different things. So the challenge people are going to stumble upon us. And if you don't, that's also cool. We're not out here trying to like get rich off of talking about the challenge podcast. <laughs> do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like that's not why we do this. So one thing we do, one place we do post it though, is in the Reddit group and in the challenge Reddit group, we post, I posted there just because like you're posting it to other like-minded challenge fans, right? Like we've gotten fans who write into us that will tell us about how they stumbled about the, they stumbled upon the pod, right? So I posted and I thought that this was clearly a joke that people would understand that I put Michelle versus the, you killed it podcast, who you got, <laughs> right? I put that as the title of it and I, my mistake was what I posted was just a screenshot of my quote tweet to Michelle and then her deleted tweet. So I think again, I thought that people who watched the challenge would have gotten what I was doing, that I just took her line against us or her line against Laurel and use it back against her. But I'm going to just go through and read some of the comments in the Reddit section for two reasons. One, because I find it hilarious. And two, because like, <laughs> I guess I find it really hilarious. That's the second reason. <laughs> but I also think... like just to show that none of this matters. It's the internet, right? Like of all the craziness that happened with Dave Chappelle, you know, one of the things that was that like, you know, really resonated was when he said, the internet is not real, <laughs> right? Like these people, like you put up things on the internet and like, People say dumb things all the time. And should they say the dumb things that they say? No. Right? Cool. But it's also just a bot. Right? Like sometimes it's like people are just dumb. Well, I think, Sheldon, I don't want to put words in your mouth here. But like I think for you, it's you want to show that you like you can dish it out, but you can also take it. Correct. Like you can roll with it. Correct. So here's some comments here coming back at me here. And I apologize for people who might be bored of this, but let's be honest, was the reunion too really that funny? And again, hey, maybe you're going to send us in more comments making fun of me right now for what for us talking about this on this pod. But where else would we talk about it? Right? So here's a comment that says, you really thought you gagged her? Ha ha ha. Next comment. They thought they were read they were reading her down just because they cracked a, a picture book. Don't even know what that means. Uh, yeah, I don't know what this podcast is. And based on this, I don't feel the need to. Not particularly clever enough to pique my interest. <laughs> More comments. Seeing as how I have no idea what the You Killed It podcast is, I don't particularly give a shit. This isn't too tough of a call. This is amazing. I tried to listen once. It's absolutely dog water. Never heard that. What a description. So seeing this man come at Michelle for making stuff up in her head while doing the same thing to her is hilarious. I don't think that person got the joke. <laughs> um, finding out the OP, which I guess is original poster. Yeah. Um, runs the podcast, gave me such secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> like, okay. Man really tried to get, this has to be, this sounds like a Toronto man's, right? Yeah, this is man a Toronto Man really man. tried to get the red, that Reddit validation by posting his poor comeback to Michelle. 
uh, this is so embarrassing. So this person is posting their own podcast and saying, who you got? This is their way to keep the drama going, apparently. Okay. Uh, you came here to hawk your shitty podcast, and now you got buried by Michelle. Couldn't be me. <laughs> I don't I'm know sorry. that we Is got anyone buried. else enjoying this as much as I am? I don't I, think we I, got buried. No, not at all. Not at all. That's the thing that I find so funny. It's so amazing because I don't get it. Someone says, who is Sheldon? And then the next comment says, the guy from the Big Bang Theory? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like that um, Podcast nobodies versus someone who's never been voted out of a season of Survivor. Hmm. Tough one. (laughs) That's so good. Uh, Let's see. Michelle is a queen and the OP... We will not be listening to your podcast. Sorry. Sorry, bro, but I'm always team Queen Shell. I got to say, Queen Shell is like a rough nickname. The first time I've ever seen Queen Shell. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, OP should have posted Michelle or me who you got. LOL. This is good brand marketing, though. Lots of people on this sub are now learning there's a challenge pod called You Killed It. True. True. Uh, someone says, I listened to this pod once and I was super bored. I've never listened to something so poorly done. I genuinely couldn't I genuinely couldn't be that bad if I tried. Shout out to the OP for making something that most aren't incompetent enough to achieve. Okay. It's nice, uh, don't- to, it's nice to be unique, Sheldon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another comment don't gaslight her she's a real person not just a tv character um for the record well, you know what that was they thought that because you were saying that they thought that because your quote tweet that you're saying that was all in her head uh, not realizing that you were referring to what she said interesting interesting see i didn't i didn't really get that but i like that i like that um, I'm trying to find one in particular and I can't find it, but it was like, oh, <laughs> so, so, uh, generally I never got anyone who says perception is reality. And then someone, the, the comment below, which just, just sums up the internet perfectly to me. The reply to that is at risk of telling you what you know here, but it was a line Michelle used on the reunion. So they think they're being clever by repeating it. The next reply to that, LOL, the response is hilarious. Damn, Michelle has Reddit fans, huh? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's so good. So anyways, I know I just spent like 20 minutes rehashing this whole thing, and the only way I can sum this all up was the next morning, me waking up to a message from one of my boys at work, C. Brown, who just simply said to me, Sorry, he was on vacation and I think just returned back from vacation. And he just messaged me and simply said, are you in a Twitter beef with Michelle? (laughs) (laughs) And he loves the challenge. He's been all in on the challenge. So that was just funny. I was like, "Uh, no, but I I don't know. I, I don't know what constitutes Twitter beef, but I don't know. But anyways, all of that we just found funny. I just wanted to rehash all that to one show that it's not that serious. I find it all fun, including the people making fun of me. Um, shouts to Michelle. Like, you know, you're you're putting yourself out there. You're on a television show. Not everything that people 
think that you're going to do, they're going to agree with. And that's totally fine. And like, there's no actual beef. Nobody's really mad. It's not that serious. It's all just jokes. It's all just jokes. I mean, so I, I never got to reply to Michelle because I was in Oromodonte in mm-hmm. a tent. But I, I had a couple thoughts. The first okay. is, I think it's really important to not make fun of or insult someone for who they are, but what they do. Ooh, I like. That. I think that's an important distinction, and I don't think we cross that line. I also think that, like longtime listeners know, I've wanted to like Michelle. Like when she first showed up on the show, I was Your intrigued. Fans. I wanted to see where it went. I thought she played really badly this season, and I think Ball don't lie. And I also think that last episode, that's basically what we said. And in particular, what I recall, like I didn't go back and listen. I know you did. But what I recall is that I said what I was disappointed in both Michelle and Jay was that in the fullness of time, because the reunion was filmed like six weeks after the show ended, that they didn't have make the most of that time to reflect and say, geez, we didn't play our best game. And like, there was no growth that we saw from them. And that's where my disappointment was. And I pretty sure I said that last episode, where I was like, I would have liked to have seen Michelle and Jay be like, Ugh, we got to get smarter and like sort of own their shit. Uh, so then when Michelle came at us, I was like, did she, did she listen to us? Or was she just taking the original tweets word on what we said, and we certainly didn't spend half the podcast last week. Today we have spent half the podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> but like last week, I I don't know. I I thought we talked about Tori and Jordan more. I think we talked about Narice a lot. Like we talked about a lot of other stuff. We, we talked also about talked Jordan. about Jay and Laurel more than we talked about Michelle last week. All this is to say, and I think we're going to disagree on this. Okay, I liked the second part of the reunion better than the first specifically because I felt that in this one, we saw more of that growth from all the cast members that I had been hoping to see in the first reunion episode, including from Michelle and Jay. Jay didn't really talk this one, but like when Michelle in this episode was, is talking to uh, Fessy and talking to Nani I, this is the side of Michelle I wanted to see. I wanted to see the Michelle who had said, yeah, I was really upset that day. I had, in her words, a Michelle down. And I overreacted. And Nani owned her issues and said, you know, when I watched back our interaction where you were breaking down and I was just stone cold, you know, she said, I'm paraphrasing, but that she was so lost in the grief about her mom that she couldn't empathize with anyone that's what i wanted to see from michelle and jay last episode and i enjoyed seeing it in this episode not just from michelle not just from nani but i thought jordan and tori narice anisa mariah basically everyone except fessy really (laughs) owned their behavior and like that's what i wanted to see like i like to see growth and i think the most interesting and compelling people on this reality show or any reality show or any fictional show or any book is when there's growth, right? Like I think 
I don't know that he's number one with a bullet, but I think it's fair to say CT is one of the most popular characters in challenge history. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we like him is because he has had such a clear uh, growth as a human b- being. Like he has become so much more mature, so much more thoughtful, so much less violent. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so that was like, I thought the main thrust of what I said last week and what I liked so much about this week's episode. And I'm going to back you up here too, right? Because I totally agree. I think that, you know, what we saw was a level of authenticity. And if there's something that I can draw a correlation between the people that we rep on the pod and the people that we don't rep on the pod is authenticity. And I think watching that conversation last week between Michelle and Laurel, we could all tell that they were really talking like Michelle was talking there's something underlying, whether it's about Fessy or whether it's about another dude, that really was the issue between the two of them, right? And like for Michelle to kind of like tiptoe around that and make it into some whole other thing and like whatever, like that's inauthentic, right? And that's what I thought was or unauthentic, unauthentic, inauthentic. Go with it. You're the word smear. You're you're the wordsmith here, John. I expect you to be able to help me out here. But my point is inauthentic. My my point is right. Sorry to put you on the spot as well. But my my point though is that this was a more authentic version of Michelle. I thought in this episode, and even just a her and Nani conversation. You know, it was it was you know people are allowed to make mistakes. People are allowed to come back and say, "Hey, this is what I thought," and now with time. I've seen how now I think differently and I feel differently about that. And that is okay. You know? And you know what? To Trina's point, the original tweeter who created, she didn't really create this issue, but like her tweet got the ball rolling. Was that like Laurel was pretty immature last week, which we said. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like Laurel's response was not great. It's just that, the original issue is Michelle's issue and it's largely in her head. And also like, as we said, right. The thing with Laurel is Laurel owns her BS. Right. And like, there's not a lot of, um, I find it rare and I could be wrong. I'm sure there's moments where it has happened, but I don't think this was an instance where Laurel was trying to make herself the victim by any stretch of the imagination here. Right. So anyways, Let's let's continue here. There's a turbo thing that you skipped over, and I feel like you skipped over it for a reason. Um, I just, I mean, I didn't mean to skip over it. I want to give you credit. You were right that Turbo wasn't actually going to show up. I thought the video he sent in was bizarre, and oh, to say the least. And I really hope he doesn't come back. Like I'm ready to close the chapter on Turbo. I just don't get it. I didn't get the bit. I didn't understand if he was like trying to do a comedic bit or if he was being like, like if the whole thing was a bit or if he actually like dislikes these people and was trying to like diss them, you know, like was the bit self-deprecating at all? Like I'm making fun of myself, making Mm -hmm. fun of them, or does he actually think like, this is a funny video. I'm really funny. I'm dissing them. Ha ha ha. Well, to my original point, I think, I mean, there was a lot to dislike about how Turbo (laughs) conducted himself this past season. But I think the most problematic thing was when he was arguing with Nani, who had, to that point, always been good to him, always Mm -hmm. been a true friend. 
Facts. He stood up in an attempt, I'll be generous, to uh, physically intimidate her. Mm-hmm. And she told him to sit down. Yeah. This would have been the opportunity for Turbo to be like, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. Nani, I was heated. I shouldn't have, I should have been so rich. You're a good friend. Instead, he took a shot at Nani. Yeah. And like he can be mad at others for sure. He shouldn't be mad at Nani. And the fact that Turbo is so worked up and unable to own his own shit and apologize for things or take things back or at least explain where he's coming from, like, don't love it. So don't my, my don't love the physically trying to physically intimidate a woman. Not yeah, into that. That wasn't cool at all. And the one thing I didn't get was Tori at the end saying like she really liked that and she wants to work with him. I think she's being sarcastic. She needs to do a better acting job. Cause I was just yeah. confused, but yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, the Fessy and Mariah, you mentioned Fessy. <laughs> I mean, Fessy and Mariah beef, or was it more Anissa and Mariah beef, which I didn't know was even a thing. Cause that was like a revelation that came up in all of this. Yeah. Um, is there a side to be taken? Like, is there people who are defending Fessy? I think there is. I mean, okay. if our, I think an important thing about the internet in general is that there's always someone that's going to back someone who is seen as not defendable. Like, okay. if I don't know how active you are on the challenge talk Facebook group. No, but there there are people who I don't even post a pod there. I forgot about that group. Uh, there's people there that rap him hard. Like someone took a shot at uh, Horacio recently and said that he was just like a poor man's fessy and everyone's like, LOL, what? Like, and like, I mean, that's a classic example. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. also that the internet creates where it's like this dichotomy where like, if you're not with me, then you're against me. For sure. And like, I don't think there, I hope, I'm sure there's someone who dislikes him, but like Horacio in my mind is the opposite of Fessel. Like surely everyone likes Horacio. Like there's really, he didn't, he wasn't as respectful of Laurel as he should have been, but even she seems cool with him after this. Mm-hmm. And like, but still there's someone that took a shot at him on this Facebook group and said, oh, he's a poor man's Fessy. Like, Fessel should aspire to be like Horacio, right? Like, you know, what's interesting in one of the comments that I didn't read because I couldn't, like, there were a lot of comments that I just scrolled past. But I remember seeing a comment before that was accusing, like, they said that, and I'm paraphrasing here, but they listened to the pod and they said that what happened was I was way more, I've become way more mean and I only, I only like the women on the pod if they're or on the show if they're attractive which i honestly took offense to because i feel like we are first off equal opportunists in terms of talking about the attractive cast both men and women also i will say on this season i feel like anisa we talked about a lot and I would not say that I am attracted to anisa i would also say i'm not attracted to olivia and we talked to we talked about them a lot on this pod. So I don't, I don't know. And I even thought that Olivia and Horacio were like the favorites to win this whole thing. 
but I just found that as a weird comment. But what I'm, I'm saying that to say that I feel we project certain things on other people. And so, you know, Fessy is a good looking guy. So I'm sure there's a lot of women who are team Fessy, right? Like as we found out later, um, who, well, cause it was my line of the episode for sure. But Johnny, when he was talking, when they're going, having the back and forth, and I know I'm skipping ahead here, but you like when Johnny ahead. said, when Johnny said, uh, to, I forget who it was that was making the comment about, you know, Fessy, you gotta be honest and like, you know, be more forthcoming with what your intentions are and all that. And Johnny simply said, but ladies, you gotta remember you're dealing with a guy whose name is messy fessy yeah <laughs> right i just thought that was so perfect right but i say all that just to say listen there's it's a reality tv show right they hire people to be on the show they cast people to be on the show based off their looks we talk the most about loving the show for the fact that there's so many different aspects to the show that we love and enjoy. If there I was- also, I also got to point out that like, I clearly, the cast member I object the most, objectify the most. Is Horacio. Or no, it's you is Devin. Devin. It's Devin. So, I mean, in fairness, the Reddit poster did not make that comment about me. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair in, enough. In fairness, everyone knows where my biases lie. <laughs> Fair enough. Nice segue, too. I appreciate that. I always appreciate a good segue. Uh, what was next? What was going on next? Well, so next up, and I already touched on this, was they um, – I did I did want to talk about something. Sorry. One more thing about Fessel and Mariah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, when Mariah was sick, Fessel said, not my partner, not my problem. That's yeah. super fucked up. It is. That is fucked up. And, like – I don't I, I don't like, know how I know like I said I know there's people who like Fessel I don't know how like that's I, such a shitty thing to say I also feel like anytime you're in any situation and you're saying I don't remember saying that yeah. <laughs> but I could have said that you probably said that am yeah. I wrong there you know and no. I feel like Fessy had a bunch of these moments where he was kind of like his voice was even kind of wavering at certain points mm-hmm. you know what I mean where you could tell that my guy was uncomfortable he was like ducking and dodging you know like he was bobbing and weaving out of some conversation in some tight spots and Narice was like no 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 you said that to me I remember you said that to me because I'm the one that came and told you that she wasn't feeling well and that was your response to me I I gotta say I really like Narice. I thought Narice handled herself well. But again, straight shooter. Yeah. I just in general, I think we can sort of combine these next two sections. Of course. But as I already alluded to, I was really impressed with how mature everyone was. Like they went to Michelle, like uh Maria Menunos threw to Michelle to be like you know, you had this big meltdown and fans were surprised to learn that you considered Nani to be like a sister when they hadn't really seen you two interact previously. Mm-hmm. And Nani, I thought to her credit, stepped up as like, you know what, Michelle, let me take this. Yeah. This was on me and defended her. And like they had, a, I thought, a very warm and genuine interaction where they discussed their friendship and Nani owned her behavior and said, you know, I was 
so grief stricken that I couldn't make space for anyone, which was something you and I spoke about earlier when there was that moment where Nani said that like no one has her back. And mm -hmm. I was like, that's really sad to hear because we can name all these instances where people have reached out to her. Yeah. It was when Casey got eliminated and she's like, Casey's yeah. the only one who had my back. I was like, I don't know. Johnny's been pretty good. I'm sure Kenny's been great. Um, and then we once again revisited the Jordan and Tori situation and I was braced for it. Like I was like, Oh, this again. But they thought they had a very, I think, kind interaction. And Anissa weighed in a little bit. Laurel weighed in a little bit. Devin very slightly weighed in. But it seems like everyone involved, either directly in, or tangentially, ten, I can't say that word tonight, tangentially, got it, mm -hmm. um, related to the Jordan-Tory dynamic, I thought were really, like, kind and it seems like they're all good with each other like have sort of agreed to give each other space i liked what jordan said when he said that like when he arrived and saw tori it was the scariest moment in his challenge career and like they i thought they spoke with a lot of kindness and respect and like it seems like they're all in a great place and i just like this whole interaction like this is in my personal life this is like where i wish i could often get in a lot of my like beefs with people so I'm going to totally, again, just agree with you here. And the reason is because we're coming back to the authenticity of it, right? And I think that, you know, with the Michelle and Nani thing, you can tell that the key there, and this is a thing for everything Michelle does, so I want to make this very clear. There's no malicious intent with no. any of the negative things that – um or perceived negative things that she's done or said on the show, right? Like this is a thing where we have an understanding that it's a reality show. You have people coming on TV and something someone told me a long time ago about just being on TV. And even though it's talking about broadcasting and not being on reality TV, I feel like it's still like the point remains. And it was, it'll take you a while to figure out yourself on TV, meaning who you are on TV who you want to be on TV, right? Because you have yourself, who you are, and you're trying to be that person and remain that same person on TV. But it's just different, right? You have to then figure out who it is that you want to be on television. And I think with, you know, when we're talking about someone who's coming off as fake or not authentic, it's because you can tell that they're, you know, they're trying to play all sides, you know? They're trying to just be super nice. And I think in this scenario, both of these conversations that we put together here, you have people that you can see that they had authentic interactions where, you know, Nani and, and Michelle being able to bond over both experiencing recent loss, right? Like that is a real thing. And we could see that in this conversation with Jordan and Tori, the part that really got me was seeing how emotional the other castmates were. And that yeah. showed me that, you know, I was wrong in some of the things that we said earlier this season because it made me think that there was probably way more that we never saw. Mm -hmm. You know, there were things that these other people in the house saw between Jordan and Tori that made it um, more of a real situation in terms of like the roller coaster ride that they must have been on in terms of them being together 
for an extended period of time for the first time and then have that be on TV and trying to win money. I got to say also like, I really like how they both put it because it's a good reminder, especially what Jordan said. I would not want to be in that situation with any of my exes Mm -hmm. of which there are many. Um, (laughs) I, I would not want to be in either of their shoes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I should also add Nerese said, you know, her wording more or less was that she doesn't regret what she did, but if she had to do it over again, she would not. And that she and Jordan just would have been friends. Yeah. It's just like, it was, and everyone seems like they're cool. Yeah. It seems like it was just a really great, like healthy interaction for all those people. Uh, Darrell was crying, which made me cry. Like it was, it was, I have a question for you though. I have a question Mm -hmm. for you though. So we saw that Tori and Narice are cool. Jordan and Narice are still cool. Everyone's cool. But Tori says that she would still pick Devin as her ride or die. Yeah. Is that real? Yeah. Do you think that she would win with Jordan or would they bicker too much? Uh, I don't think they'd be able to win together. (laughs) Okay. I think they'd be too distracted. Don't you? Yeah, no, for sure. I, I mean, I could definitely see the arguments getting in the way for sure. And also, like, they've been on teams together before when they were a happy couple and they did not both win. Yeah, Jordan won only, right? Yeah. It was uh, one of the War of the Worlds. Tori got mm-hmm. left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but undeniably, Tori, when she's partnered with Devin, wins. I'm just gonna let that one go. So uh, next fact. up, I'm we're saying to- facts. <laughs> I'm just saying facts, Sheldon. It's you know you can't you can't deny that. I I will not deny the facts, man. Um, there are a bunch of hookups. We get a hookup montage: Narice and Johnny, Laurel and Horacio, Nelson and Olivia, Michelle and Fessy, Laurel and Fessy, Fessy and Colleen, Fessy and I mean, yeah, basically everyone. But, <laughs> um. There's only the, one of these that I want to talk about. I I, I want to dig, dig into Fessy a little bit here. Okay. Because I feel like, the, and again, it's tough because obviously we know these are like three-hour conversations that they like edit down. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't have just let my guy slide with his explanation about bouncing around to all these women. And he's like, I feel like guys make a mistake where, you know, sometimes they're too quick to jump into something seriously and, you know, you move too quickly. And so I kind of just like to, you know, sit back and see how things go and not really commit too quickly. And I feel like that's very different, my dude, (laughs) right? Like jumping into something with one person. I feel like that's a very different scenario than being in the house with multiple different people and then trying to get with multiple different people at the same time in the same house. That is why he is messy fessy. But I just thought like his explanation of how he tried to like explain that off as if like, no other guys make mistakes, you know, other guys make mistakes by trying to jump into things too quickly. Whereas I'm just like playing the field, trying to like make sure it's like, that's what you're rolling with, bro. <laughs> right? Like, come on, man. What are we doing here? The one I want to talk about mm-hmm. was Nelson and Olivia. Yeah. I got Nelson. Lots. I, you and I have in the past been quite hard on Nelson. Mm-hmm. Deservedly so. 
I'm not about to walk back the things we've said about Nelson. No, there was a full season where we did a segment that was just simply say something nice about Nelson. Yeah. Because it was very hard at that point to say something nice about Nelson. And I don't want to give him full marks here because I think he still has growing to do as a person. For sure. But I commend the fact that I think he is trying to grow. And like he is trying to, in his words, he was a boy and now he's a man. Um, he spoke about how he felt it was unfair that Olivia was judging him on who he used to be rather than who he is. And just things she'd seen on TV and what she'd been told by friends. I think, though, that in his upset at being rejected by her, that he wasn't hearing what she was saying. And that it wasn't necessarily about him, but just that she needs to be single in general for a while. It sounds like she's coming to terms with the fact that she's a serial dater and that she needs to work on herself before she's ready to be with anyone else. But he's so caught up in his guilt and shame about who he used to be and the embarrassment and hurt of being rejected that he's not actually hearing her. He's just hearing his pain. But I did like that he's at least, he is maturing. Yeah. I think for the two of them, they're just in two different stages of their life, right? Like Nelson, like she, I, I think, I think Olivia was okay to come on the show, have a hookup and, you know, have it just be that. Like it didn't have to be anything more than that. Did have to be anything less than that. It just, it is what it is. I kind of like this guy. We're hanging out. We're both in the house. We're having fun. Cool. Nothing wrong with that. It's reality TV, two consenting adults. They're grown ups. Nothing wrong with that at all, right? More power to you. I think Nelson, though, was in this world where in his mind, he was like, oh, no, I like this girl a lot. Like, I want her to be my girlfriend. Like, we're going to settle down. We're going to, he might be what Fessy was trying to explain off. <laughs> Right, mm -hmm. But I say all that, all joking aside, to be like, we also talked about this on the pod, right? Like initially when Olivia was first on the show, I wasn't sure, but I was putting up some caution flags about how maybe she might not have the same intentions as Nelson. Yeah, Maybe, you know, it might be good for her in terms of getting screen time, Um being with someone who is an established person on the show coming in as a newcomer. Maybe she was into doing it for the gram, all of these things. Right. And Hey, I don't know. This is my perception as a dude, just watching from my couch. But what I thought was very interesting was everything you said was true about Nelson. Right. Mm -hmm. But the one thing he kept alluding to, oh, she was saying things about what her friends told her and who he used to be and all that stuff. But then he talked about, she said, sorry, about how she got a lot of advice from Anissa and Tori who advised her how good it is for her to be alone. And I thought, hmm, that's very interesting. One, I'm not sure if I would want my girlfriend getting her advice from Anissa and Tori. I'm just going to say that and I'll let people just, you know, do with that information as you may. Two, I'm going to say this, okay? I found it very weird that I'm connecting dots here, right? But Nelson said, 
you're judging me based on things you've heard from your friends. She's saying, I got good advice from Anissa and Tori. As we watch this episode continue, and we're hearing more and more from Nelson, and people are like, oh, Nelson's such a good guy. And then even the Nelson and Fessy stuff. You could see the cutaways to Anissa and Tori both being like, oh, yeah, Nelson, you're great. Nelson, you're the man. And I'm watching that and thinking, hmm, isn't this interesting? So you're sewering my guy <laughs> to his girl. But now on the reunion, you want to be like, oh, yeah, Nelson, you're the best. Oh, I mean, Nelson, da, da, da. And like, I understand that those two things are allowed to exist. I understand that, right? You can think that Nelson is maturing and he's a good guy, and you can also still think that he's not a good boyfriend. All of those things can exist. I was just looking at that kind of sideways, like, hmm, interesting. I do think you're I do think you're making an assumption. I would think that if Nelson was speaking specifically about Olivia's friends, Tori and Anissa sewering him, that he would say their names. Okay. So like it's not necessarily them. Okay. And again, I also think though that the emphasis isn't necessarily that Nelson's the wrong guy for her, but rather yeah. she needs to be single. For sure. Totally. And like I think that like we catch that he said there's like a moment in the hallway. Oh yeah. Which seemed like a little stage. Like that was weird, but no, I, I think if you could tell what was going on, they were having a conversation and whoever it was that the camera first pops up on, they're directing the camera guy to like, yeah. yo, get this conversation. So I didn't think it was staged because the reason I didn't think it was staged was because Nelson was very calm until the very end where I feel like he tried to then like get her. Yeah. Right. Cause he was like, you know, you ghosted me. And he said to her, you know, like, Oh, you, I was supposed to come meet you in, in Alaska. Right. Remember that? And she's like, yeah. And then you ghosted me and then you changed your mind. But then all of a sudden you went to LA and then you went to this place and then you went to this place. You became a city girl. And I was like, Whoa. And she, and at that point that was what city girl is like, you know, I'm not pretending to be cool, but my assumption is, in internet lingo city girl is like, you know, the the city I'm, I'm going to stop myself because I'm going to so just embarrass just myself city girl. by trying to sound too. No, no. Sound cool. Um, I just looked up what city girl means uh, <laughs> on urban dictionary. One of the definitions, <laughs> one of the definitions uses a word that I'm not comfortable saying under any circumstances, a lot. Mm -hmm. um, another one I don't think is the way he intended it. And the third meaning that comes up is implying that she is promiscuous. I was going to say promiscuous girl. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. So, but like, I want to backtrack. So I think that's unfair of him to say to her. I that's think like so not cool. And you can't say that on camera. You can't say that as if you're having a, a serious conversation with her and then drop that at the end. That is an immature move from Nelson. And, and again, I think Nelson's missing the point. Mm -hmm. She'd invited him to Alaska and then rescinded the invitation. He's taking that personally. And I do think just like one like criticism, constructive criticism of Olivia. 
she maybe should have been more clear to him with what was going on. If he's telling the truth that she ghosted him, ghosting's not cool. But also, she's allowed to change her mind. Totally. She's allowed to say, like, you know what? Like, I was there at one point. I'm not there now. So I don't want you to come to Alaska and meet my family. Like, and that's this- fine. She's entitled to do that. 1000%. And this is why I think this part wasn't staged because I feel like Nelson almost took away all of the goodwill that he earned from the show, like on the show, like sitting there in like the normal setting. He almost lost all of that goodwill in that moment behind the scenes. Well, and I feel like if point. he was still like on like trying to be like, oh, I'm the good Nelson. I'm this, I'm that. He would have like stayed with that same narrative, mm-hmm. that he, the same energy that he had, you know, on the show, on the set. Yeah. Well, and this is, this is sort of ties back to my earlier point. I do think Nelson's matured. I don't think he's all the way there. Not that you can no. ever get all the way there, but like he clearly still has work to do. He's just better. Like, let's not you know, break our arms, patting him on the back. He still has work exactly. to do. Nelly no. Um, Nelly no. Then, the, I mean, I think the final thing I want to speak about was Amber discussing her diagnosis of being autistic, which I don't know about you, but I had a lot of feelings. First of all, the first thing I thought was, oh man, I feel bad about a lot of the things I've said about Amber in the past two seasons this Mm -hmm. diagnosis explains so much and i used to work with autistic children typically autistic boys and it presents itself differently in different age groups and by gender and i feel really bad with how hard we've been on her about being fake in Mm -hmm. this context and understanding that autistic people often because they're neuro divergent don't know how to read social cues they tend to mirror people it explains why she's always sort of struck people as weird or like has hard had a hard time relating to people like it all makes sense and like i loved how the cast rallied around her and i hope that with this diagnosis she has like eventually comes to a place where she feels better about herself. And I, again, I feel so bad about some of the things we've said. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, I, f- I feel terrible. Yeah. And I will obviously second that with you as well, you know, and I kind of think that, you know, it was so tough to hear her talk about all of those things on the show and in public, because you know how difficult that must've been for her and also like commend her for having the strength to be able to do that. Right. Because it's also probably helping someone else who could be watching, who's dealing with similar things that they might not really understand, but you might be, you know, okay, maybe I'm going to go check this out or, or get tested or, you know, see, you know, like someone could be sitting there listening to what she's saying and being like, oh, wait a second. I relate to a lot of those things. Like, yeah, could that be me as well? But I also think it's an important thing because as we, you know, talking about autism and talking about the autism scale, I think it's also an important reminder in terms of just how, um, I guess, like just the vast majority of different ways that it shows. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Most people think of when you hear that you have a certain viewpoint 
of of specific viewpoint of what this person is or looks like or whatever. And I think that this was an important reminder for a lot of people. But I mean, as you said, I totally agree with you. For us, for me, that like you don't really know what someone else is really dealing with, you know. And it goes back to what you were saying before about you know talking about what someone does as opposed to who someone is right and understanding the difference between those things but also then giving it the next level of again you don't know what someone else is really going through and to hear that it was really tough you know because it was really sad and also i just think you know commending her for being able to share her story like that that couldn't have been easy and, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely applaud her for sharing that in that forum because she doesn't have to do that. Do you know no. what I mean? But she's choosing to do that to um, build on the relationship that she has with the people on this show. But also knowing that she has a lot of fans, you know, a lot of people that support her, a lot of people. And then even like the flip side of that, right? Like the people who might not have been her fans, but now it's like you gain some understanding and the reminder that these are real people dealing with real issues and real, real life situations. And so again, I applaud her for having the courage to um, get help. Do you know what I mean? And also to share her story. I also, I mean, I think it's important to note that her experience is very common. Uh, More often than not, men are diagnosed with autism or autism spectrum disorders than women. Mm -hmm. And typically that doesn't mean that there's more men with autism. Just we're talking about how many have been diagnosed. And also women are typically diagnosed in adulthood, like Amber. I also have one of my oldest friends, uh, we've known each other since we were at kindergarten, and she told me in the past year that she was diagnosed with autism, and mm-hmm. we're nearly 40. So she went through ultimately what will likely be most of her life, not knowing that she was autistic. And one of, I think, the beautiful things about the challenge is the cast is very diverse. Um, obviously, there's a lot of racial diversity but also they have had a physically disabled person in uh, Jordan. They now have a neurodivergent regular cast member in Amber, notably both champions. They've had a non-binary person in Ammo. They've had a transgendered woman in Caitlin. Like this is, there are not a lot of reality TV shows that I think can claim all those things. Mm -hmm. And they're not tokens either. Right. Like they're just they're brought on because they're interesting. They're cool. They're entertaining. uh, They're competitive. Right. So uh, I think that's I don't want to say a credit to the challenge, but it's one of the things I love about the challenge. Like I don't want to, again, congratulate the producers on this, but I think it's a, a great thing. And to your point, maybe Amber disclosing her diagnosis will help other people uh, and at the very least, they'll be like, hey, that person has won a reality TV show and won tons of cash. I forget how much you won. I could, I can do whatever I need to as well, whatever I want to as well. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And it's just a learning experience, right? Like I think that it's just another example of the different levels that this show hits. It can mm-hmm. be fun, it can be jokes, it can be scary, it can be serious, it can be real, it can be a learning experience. And all of that is all of the reasons why we love this show. 
where can the good people find you on social media? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Twitter or sorry, on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, like and subscribe to the pod wherever you get your podcasts. And same thing for the YouTube page and the Twitch stream. Bless us with the like. Tell your friends. We read the comments. We see the comments. And as posted earlier, I mean, as we read earlier, we're here for it all. All the smoke, good and bad. Here for it. Love it. Appreciate it all. Really genuinely do appreciate it all. The community that is the You Killed It podcast. Yes. And on that note, we got a very nice comment from someone who messaged oh. me. Her name is Chris, Chris Kruger. Okay. Chris writes, I love You Killed It. I'm not great on the socials, but want to let you know how much your podcast helps me. My husband and I used to watch all the challenges together, but he died of a massive heart attack at 52 right before the end of Double Agents. So you and Sheldon have given me a sort of discussion about the show that I miss. Wow. Yeah. Super nice. Thank you so much, Chris, for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, Chris and I continue to have a conversation uh, about our personal grief and our personal loss uh, you know, the Sheldon, I've mentioned it before, but uh, about a decade ago, uh, 10 years and one month ago, my dad dropped dead of a heart attack. And so uh, Chris and I were able to discuss that uh, sort of in the DMs one to one. But we appreciate all our listeners, even if you don't disagree with us. Again, thank you, Chris, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And you can get at us, good or bad online i'm on twitter and instagram at j chidley hill uh, but if you come at us hard i also have to say you better hope that i've got twitter deleted that day because sheldon is the nice one of us until next week this is you killed it you killed it